What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Screen Heroes podcast, your TV and film podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your regular host, Derek, and I have with me my two other lovely, regular, longtime hosts, Ryan, who is drinking. Hi. (laughs) Hey, I handled it like a pro. What are you talking about? (laughs) And Ray. Hello. Hello. I promise not to make gestures this time. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't promise that. That doesn't seem like a fair promise. I know, yeah, it's happen. and it happens. Last week, Ray waved. This week, Ryan's taken a drink when he, his name has been first for 238 episodes. But it's fine. I'm sure it's my fault somehow. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all on the same page with that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. This week, we're talking WandaVision episode five on a very special episode that's actually the title of it and before that we're gonna kick off some some news some entertainment news ray what do you got oh my god so i'm very 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 angry that cw is going through with the powerpuff girls live action remake um from their news release it's going to be about three disillusioned 20-somethings who resent their crime-fighting childhoods. And I swear that's like the absolute opposite of what Powerpuff Girls was. And like I was a big fan uh, when I was an early teenager when it came out. I, I thought it was really cool that these were children who wanted to fight crime who had a doting father who adored them and disciplined them in kind ways and you know it it was all full of lessons but never really you know educational kind of hammered that on the head kind of thing so instead they're turning into umbrella academy or riverdale or sabrina like it's it's following everything else and you know it's the it's just the exact opposite they all had their own personalities and days when they were sad but none of them were ever upset that they were crime fighting their dad didn't make them do it he made them go to kindergarten and that was it and 
you know, I actually think this would be a really fun live action show if it was aimed at children and not at the audience that grew up with them. I don't think that Powerpuff Girls should try to, you know, target me. I think it should try and target my daughter. It, it could be really fun if they got actual five, six-year-olds to play superheroes on Cartoon Network, have HBO finance. It would be really cute. But no. They should have Zack Snyder take over the property and do an HBO Max four-hour Powerpuff Girls movie. All right. So I know that's a big joke, but the Guardians Owls of Gahul, Zack Snyder did direct, and it's a really great children's movie. So I actually think he, he could do a great job. <laughs> as long as he doesn't write it. So the real question is, do the Powerpuff Girls cross over with the Arrowverse in season two or like how's that gonna shake down that would be so much better oh my <laughs> god i because i think the flash would be like no this is a responsibility and you all need to be like happy and nice and stuff and they'll be like we're sorry mr allen <laughs> yeah because barry is such an upbeat character these days yeah he, he's gone dark too so well yeah someone had to take over for ollie Right, they need a they need a certain amount of brooding <laughs> for it to I be a CW show. Yeah. It's part CW of the needs happiness. I think it's a know? DC thing, not 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 CW. Brooding <sighs> seems to be across the board for DC. I mean, yes, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I also think it's kind of across the board for the CW. I think that the CW just needs to smile more. It'll be a <laughs> wow. lot prettier if it smiles. Wow, how very networkist of you oh yeah. man all right <laughs> moving on from the powerpuff girls yes yeah, so uh release of still i guess of jared leto from uh x snyder's justice league uh came out today or was it yesterday it was today. today it was today okay um he looks a bit different than what he did for thank god suicide squad uh, just some tweaks here and there there's still a few tattoos but nothing as intense as what it was uh what do you guys think of it it's fine you know i know it's going to be a very small role i know that this was something snyder really wanted to tack in there because the two versions the joker and batman and his reality never really got to meet I mean, I'm glad that they've toned his tattoos down because that never made sense to me from a character perspective, but I don't really have strong feelings either way. I don't think any of us are really like huge Joker fans in general. So, you know, mm -hmm. I have a feeling all of us are just kind of like, eh. either either meh at best or we hate it, <laughs> one of the two. But um, I mean, it was fine. It's better than Suicide Squad, but it's still not like, I don't know. It's nothing ridiculous. It just looks like a guy with long hair and clown mate. It looks like it's like the crow meets uh, meets Joker is what it looks like yeah. to me. I so. think personally, I'd be more excited if I felt like that whole uh, Legion of Doom concept was like still coming, you know, where they had, um, you know, Deathstroke show up on Lex's boat and all that. And like if this Joker was going to be part of it, like then I'd be a little more geared that they're moving the character to a more traditional direction. But I mean, that's not none of that's happening. And we'll 
be lucky if we ever get to see Deathstroke in that incarnation again. So, and that is too bad because like they inexplicably left Cheetah alive. So, so far you have four villains left alive that could do a lot of damage if they joined up together and it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I would totally watch a legion of doom movie or an injustice league whatever they wanted to call it it right, would be yeah. really cool it, with the right director and uh denzel washington could cast him so he could just hire him to be on set so he could slap jared leto every once in a while is that a thing Oh, okay. So they recently starred in a movie together and Jared Leto was pulling his weird method crap and Denzel Washington like put him in his place. He was like, no, you don't do that with me. And it was kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's next? So what's... while we're talking about the Snyder Cut, we might as well talk about the weird rumors of yet another slightly different version of the movie. So it's black and white. Yeah, I don't think we need to waste a lot of time on that. It's not that fine, interesting. Fine. I have some things to say about it, but, you know, forget it. Let's move on. No, Let's... say it. Say your piece. Ryan and I aren't going to say anything, but you go That's ahead. It. Yeah, you go off on a rant about your black and white stuff. It's not a, it's not a rant. So this week, Snyder released a video on Vero, you know, his, the social network of Snyder. And it was a black and white version of a scene that he was working on. And this seems to support evidence of a black and white cut, which may be called the gray cut or Justice League gray or Justice is gray. There's a couple of different terms floating around but what's interesting about it is back in november when he he was doing an interview he talked about his ideal way of the movie being seen was in black and white imax i thought that was very interesting so i'll be curious to see if maybe it'll be an exclusive imax release of the film to help maybe open some theaters or something like that here in the states uh, with with the pandemic and everything so that's why i think it's interesting because he talked about this back in november and it could be used as a stunts a little negative of a term but to help you know launch some theater business okay that that makes sense if they're gonna use it like that that is all moving on you want to talk about marvel stuff we've got some marvel stuff to talk about uh, so Tom Holland has been talking a bit about Spider-Man 3. He said it was uh, the most ambitious superhero standalone film. Is it really standalone, though, if you have 800 like co-stars? It's, it's standalone in the same sense that, Cap- that Civil War was Captain America. Right? Really. Which it wasn't. It was like Avengers 2.5. Basically, yeah. I mean, and if it's more ambitious than that, then that I worry about it being a little too unfocused. Um, but I guess we'll, it's hard to judge a movie before you've seen it. You know, we said a lot of things about Civil War the same way. And, uh, you know, it wasn't great, but it was it could have certainly been much worse. Yeah, I like for all the issues I have with Civil War, none of them have to do with the ensemble. I actually think Marvel has got the giant ensemble cast down and uh for everything i've said about whedon one of his strong points is 
balancing a giant ensemble cast. So I think he laid some really good groundwork with Avengers and Age of Ultron. And the Russos have built off of that with their help from James Gunn. So I, you know, I'm not really worried about a Marvel film and the ensemble. I just think it's a silly thing to call it a standalone. Yeah, it's it's a there. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of split. We're splitting hairs with the with all the terminology they use for these things. But it is a little. I mean, this one they've been bragging about how big it's going to be. So yeah, standalone is a is definitely not the right word for this movie. Well, and it's not, I don't feel like we're splitting hairs when the actors are using the term. That's true. Yeah, right. That's true. Like we're not calling it that. That's what Spider-Man is telling us it is, but it's clearly much more than that. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I don't mean it in a negative way to say that it's not standalone. That's not, that shouldn't be a bad thing. Right. right? At this point, it just means it, it's going to be connected to the wider Marvel universe in some capacity with some crossover characters. It's like, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder. It's not standalone either. The Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it to some capacity right and that's okay but the movies are going to be grander scale on a regular basis now because they're not pulling a thor of the dark world anymore right yeah yeah i'm good with that uh he also said that at this point there's no intention of bringing toby mcguire and andrew garfield back Ooh. now of course this could just be to throw us off, but Tom Holland does have a terrible habit of spoiling everything. So I tend to believe him when he says something. <laughs> Unless the studio's lying to him. Oh, there's... Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, but you would have some scenes with them. Come on. Like, other, unless it's I'm like a weird, I'm, I'm like, I'm really yeah. just kidding. He also I'm, is yeah. straight up be lying just because he doesn't want it to spoil the movie and he's cognizant of it at this point. And he's older now. You know, think of all the movies that he's had to go through at this point, right? Two, two Spider Man movies, Silver War, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, he, I mean, he Mark Ruffalo now. still hasn't learned. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't had his own standalone movie yet. He actually streamed. No, he literally spoiled Infinity War and said everyone dies in it. Yeah. but it, Well, I mean, that's not true. He streamed the first two minutes of uh, Thor Ragnarok from his pocket because he didn't realize his phone was still on. Like, that's an accident. That's a little different, but... <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like... Uh, I, like I love Mark that Ruffalo. it's a big joke and Catherine Hahn who is in WandaVision is like no 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 I'm not telling you anything about the show I can't pull a Ruffalo <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny so speaking of WandaVision mm -hmm. there's already talk now of the so-called Jimmy Woo spinoff which I'm hoping is actually Agents of Atlas yeah that'd be really cool right because he leads that team it's got some really awesome uh people on it that i would love to see in the mix and it basically wandavision is confirming to me that we are absolutely done with all the origin stories and the bread and butter comic book stuff that we're used to and we're finally gonna get the weird shit <laughs> and i'm so happy we're gonna get the weird shit 
Well, I mean, we, we are because it's not even just WandaVision. Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be just even crazier. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is supposed to be pretty weird, too. And like, look at how well Into the Spider-Verse was received. It doesn't get much weirder than that. And that might be the best animated movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I love that. I'm really excited to be seeing things that a few years ago I would have laughed at the prospect of Marvel actually taking it on. I, I have to take a second to uh, do my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pitch because this is because it, it bugs the shit out of me. Everybody wants this Jimmy Woo spinoff. It's like we all wanted a Coulson spinoff and we got that. And then it got fucked over because of uh, um, Winter Soldier because they made a whole show about S.H.I.E.L.D. And then all of a sudden Winter Soldier comes out and S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't a thing anymore. So they had to scramble and that show had a lot of weird shit time travel yeah. uh flashpoint basically happening uh ghost rider uh going to the future where the planet's been exploded and then having to figure out what happened and coming back and fixing it uh inner outer space aliens that infected the body with like a pterodactyl that climbs in people's mouths it's i mean there was some weird shit in that show already and it was great so if you didn't watch it it's fine i'm not mad at you i just <laughs> he's just watch, disappointed <laughs> please just watch this show and support it if it's what you really want because otherwise they're going to stop making shows that are good and that people want because they say they want them and then they don't support them so i absolutely agree i think twitter needs to calm their shit when a fun character appears in the background of a show they cannot just say oh my god i'd watch a whole series of that person like would you would you really based on one conversation that they had with somebody else on screen or are you just saying that because you liked the character Personally, I don't think a Jimmy Woo show by himself could last. I I think it would be better if they're just going to focus on Jimmy Woo as a 45 minute thing. I think Agents of Atlas could last because it also involves Shang-Chi and Silk and Ms. Marvel. So it could be the connection to uh, Atlantis because there's also... Uh, Namora on the team so I think that has a much better chance than just following another suit no matter Coulson, how weird Coulson it gets couldn't have, couldn't have run the show by himself either for seven seasons I mean they had to put him in an ensemble absolutely and they eventually figured that out I mean the ensemble was there from the beginning but it definitely grew and got better as the series went on but mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I definitely think he'd be better as like a supporting character or like part of a bigger ensemble yeah. um, like they did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if they're going to do it. And, well, and he can Darcy, take on. Girl's name. She was, she's great. Put her in there. I'm fine with that. I, I find her character pretty entertaining. Because of the way Agents of Atlas kind of works, he can take on a, a Nick Fury-esque role where he's kind of the point of contact for people, you know, and, and bring this other team together. And it's not, you know, and, and they could even do it with having content kind of like, you know, we ended up with the Defenders, when we had the netflix shows this could be a similar kind of concept but i also think like now when somebody's wanting a show i don't think most people and i could be wrong are wanting 25 26 episode hour long episode seasons well i know i don't right honestly like i look for new shows and when i see a 20 something season order i'm like well i guess i'm not watching that 
So I think like in this case, you know, when I say I want to see a show with him and Darcy or something like that, I don't really mean that I want to see 200 hours of it. I really want to see, you know, what we're getting with this, right? Like six hours, eight hours, something like that of a cool story that, you know, fleshes out that corner of the universe. Fair enough. You know, and besides like the stumbling blocks that shield agents of shield went through Marvel's not going to do those now. They might make different mistakes, but they're not going to yeah, make that those was same. early on in the, <laughs> in the whole process. So yeah, they have learned their lesson. I would hope because that left a lot of people scrambling. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think I'm still convinced that that's really where the divide between like, the, is this an actual MCU property or is it not happened? Because they realize that when they're attached to this, then they they're at the mercy of whatever happens in the movies. Cause no matter what, the stuff that happens in the movies people are going to watch the movies more than they're mm-hmm. going to watch tv shows so that's always going to be the bigger priority so. and that's that's my issue i feel like the larger picture the movies they never acknowledged agents of shield or the netflix mcu or cloak and dagger because they were runaways i guess because they were like well this stuff can exist in the same world on the same planet but you know we're not really focused on that it doesn't it's like a teacher who assigns homework but doesn't collect it ever or something like that it's uh there's no incentive to watch it right Mm -hmm. and i think you know, there's good and bad to that, right? Like I said, before WandaVision came out, I was a little nervous, like that all of these shows, including, you know, Falcon and Loki and and all of that are going to be like required viewing for some of the movie stuff. And that's going to be hard for people who only watch the movies. Yeah. Right. Um, Now, of course, the the buy-in is a lot less than older style television shows like agents of shield where you've got 25 hours of content a season but still i'll be curious to see what that overlap looks like how many people really watch wandavision versus see you know doctor strange 2 because obviously that's going to be a larger audience right all right well that's all i have for news anything else you guys want to cover no Falcon Winter Soldier trailer came out. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. My bad. So if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. It looks to be more like traditional Marvel fanfare if you're if that's more what you're interested in. And if you freeze one frame, there's a wall of scroll heads in the background. Oh, really? I missed that. Yes. It's in like the the, there's like a club scene and on the wall behind somebody, it looks like a wall of scroll heads. So obviously the larger uh, universe knows about scrolls and they've caught some so it's definitely leading into secret invasion interesting very yeah. interesting yeah i've definitely read quite a bit about how this is going to be falcon and the winter soldier is going to be a much more by the book marvel product right it's going to be much more like captain america the winter soldier much much more like civil war what we're already used to or wandavision and, and loki for that matter are going to be kind of a new new route right It'll be a little less weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I imagine Falcon soldier will be pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we can have our break. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our break then. And when we get back, we will be talking WandaVision episode five. So this is your spoiler warning for the first five episodes of WandaVision and anything that could be tied into it. Like, you know, other movies. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll be right back. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, we are back, everybody. We are talking WandaVision episode five on a very special episode. That's mm-hmm. that's the title of it. Um, and, you know, I was looking at IMDb, and I think it's kind of funny. Each episode is rated higher than the one before it with this one at a 9.3, uh, which is, I mean, obviously a very high score um, for, for a property. But there you have it uh spoiler warnings we got a lot of stuff to talk about if you haven't watched the episode yet there's a lot uh that we're going to cover and ruin for you if that is something you care about so here we go all right this episode is jam-packed with all kinds of stuff i say we hit the big stuff first and then pick out the easter eggs later so this is really the debut of Tommy and Billy and uh, Wanda and Vision as parents. So they grew up to be Power Rangers. Is that mm-hmm. how I understand it? Okay. Yeah. The white and the blue respectively. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, I do. Lo- I thought the aging up thing was really interesting that they do throughout the episode because, you know, like clearly they were going to have powers. Right. And I don't really know much about them in the comics so i didn't know what kind of powers they would have i assumed they would be similar to their parents um but aging up is a very specific power that that's not their power spoiler alert mm-hmm. they're not aging themselves up i mean oh, no. kind of but it's like it's an effect of the universe i'm pretty sure it's not like they're in control of it i don't think i mean they're common they're they're actual i know there's a there's a line where she's like don't age yourselves up but that's not their powers well, okay, so I, I'm a little confusing because I mean, when they do it with the dog scene, like that seemed very intentional by the two of them. I mean, the, from what I understand, their their powers in the comics are one of them is fast, and the other one is like oh, another Scarlet Witch, essentially. But Rachel would know more about that than I would. Yes. Yeah, so in the comics, uh, they they only exist because of her magic and uh when she is not thinking about them they don't exist so once somebody tells her that they're not real they are considered deceased well they get reincarnated by agatha harkness as wiccan and speed whose powers pretty much mimic scarlet witch and uh quicksilver and that is your in the comic um i agree with 
uh, Derek in that it seemed that the kids have much more control and power than they do in the comics at this age. But it also is very representative of sitcom tropes where they're a baby one day and they're like a full-grown toddler two, three episodes later. Yeah, I think it's something that was like granted. They have this ability because of Wanda in this particular environment. And that's not their like, they don't have that power. I mean, who would want the power of just being able to age themselves up and nothing else? Well, I'm not saying you're they have... turn yourself into an old man eventually. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't have any other powers. I'm just saying that it certainly seems like that was a conscious choice by the boys to become 10 years old and that they were going to do it again if she hadn't talked them out of it. I would absolutely think that this is just a hint at how powerful they are and that we're going to see more from them and that they might even be more powerful than wanda especially since so far they're the only things that she cannot control that she is like actively tried to is she tries to the put stork. them to sleep other than the what the stork oh the stork in all fairness she was having contractions that's not really <laughs> <laughs> if anything her magic was more powerful during the contractions though, so. <laughs> But not as in control. That's that's the difference, you know. So okay, so they, they age themselves up a bit. We've got the dog. Um, Sparky. Sparky, who dies, and so that's sad. You just give us a dog and kill a dog seems mean. Yeah, but yeah. there's more to that. I mean if that bothers you, definitely like you should always check the website. Does the dog die? <laughs> the answer is yes. I still don't want spoilers. <laughs> Just don't kill dogs. I don't know why that's so hard. Okay, so again, this is a comic reference. Um, Vision creates his own synthesoid family in one uh, point. It is actually more recent than uh, Wanda creating her kids. And the dog is named Sparky, and he also dies from eating, you know, poisonous. In Agatha Harkness's yard. Yep. Sad. So, okay, so let's talk about Agnes for a minute because she clearly like is totally cool with everything that's going on but she also knows more than other characters right so like where we can say that like norm for example would go along with the kids aging up because he's completely being controlled by wanda right but agnes knows that it's a broadcast in a sense she knows so, it's a show yeah she asks agnes for is another take the first person to acknowledge that this is a tv show that something about it is scripted right and like that is that scene is so uncomfortable and awkward and so just you know really well done to everybody involved in that scene but man that is an uncomfortable scene yeah it really <laughs> was i mean is vision it... already he knows something's going on and all this stuff is just leading him to you know have a breakdown of some kind yeah i mean there's nothing like there's nothing about Agatha or Agatha Agnes in this episode that uh, isn't uncomfortable. Her weird uh, perfume spray of lavender on the babies, acknowledging that you can't control the, uh, the kids, um, coming over with the doghouse and 
suggesting the name after the dog why isn't anyone concerned the dog electrocuted itself well the dog is trying if you go by what the show is saying that the dog is trying to kill himself i'm guessing that like he somehow got awakened like vision did to the other guy and realized that he's like not in control of what's happening and doesn't know what's going on and so he was like actively trying to kill himself licking the socket going and eating this plant that'll kill him like running away during a drone that makes it much darker i kind of just assumed that wanda wasn't trying to control the dog like the people because what's the dog gonna do yeah i mean that's fair too what's the dog gonna do she the thing is it seems that either she has a split personality or dormance side to her or something else controlling her where you know she picks and chooses what matters in this world and her uh, mind gets distracted with stuff so why control the dog that was all that was all my my thought was on that um so so here's what i don't like the dog suicide theory but i I can't appreciate it like it it makes sense for the world it does but i'm curious how much pain that guy appeared to be in when vision woke him up i mean and how scared he was Yeah, and how scared he was imagine if you were a dog you weren't you were sentient but not like able to have like major thinking like a human can have and you're just confused about what's going on and you know terrified and in pain the entire time yeah i don't like that Um, theory either but there's some dark shit going on in this show so yeah Mm -hmm. and by the way that scene with norm so we watched the episode twice and i am just blown away by that acting every time going from in a trance to awoken and frightened and uh in pain and then back to an email joke right away was so well done like it's a span of two minutes and it's some of the best acting by side characters in all of the mcu it was very good yeah he was definitely convincing Mm -hmm. so i I would before we get away from agnes though and move on i just wanted your perspective on this so not only does she know it's scripted she understands that this is a false reality but she also knows like what's what wanda wants to happen Mm -hmm. right which is another that's a whole separate piece of knowledge so do you think that's because she's really manipulating wanda or do you think wanda is communicating with her in some way as an ally I truly believe that Wanda is being manipulated by something. Um, I am not going to commit to say it's Agnes just yet by herself, because there are other forces that are capable of doing similar things. But I am like, Agnes definitely has a hand in all this because who else knows the script? She has been pushing Wanda this entire time to do certain things, befriend certain people like Dottie and uh, four kids and things like that. So she's had a huge influence and she's not at all thrown back by the kids aging in front of her, by um, the kids saying, you know, you can bring people back, bring people, bring Sparky back. You know, she's just like, wait, you know how to do that? 
as like, cool, I'm going to remember this for episode six. So I have thoughts on that specifically, but um, it's, she's obviously a part of it. Like Rachel said, Um, I still think that her husband, uh, Ralph is either Mephisto um, or he's the missing person that Jimmy Woo went after. But um, I think that Mephisto is, is the guy that's like manifesting everything and that Agnes, Agatha Harkness, whatever is in there, like trying to help push it in the direction that he wants it to go. But right. she, she's still kind of at the mercy of everything. Now, about the like, she's not phased the, about the dog thing, coming back to life thing. She is phased by that. I mean, when, when, so she looks like she's trying to bury the dog, first of all when they get over there it's not like oh i just found the dog she's like panicked when they walk up and then when she's talking to the kids about not bringing anybody to life not being able to bring people back to life agnes is like you can do that so i think that she agnes actually killed the dog and is worried that if wanda brought the dog back to life that uh, it would be obvious that agnes killed the dog either like did something physically to the dog that would be noticeable when the dog came back to life. Interesting. Um, Cause it, it could be what you said that she's like storing that away for future use or manipulation or whatever. But I think that the dog thing, I still think there's something darker going on with that, that the dog didn't just eat this leaf and die. Well, and I, I think it, that idea that that power exists for Wanda really caught Agnes off guard because her entire voice is different in that line when she says it's almost like she's out of character saying it kind of like when things broke down at the beginning of the episode her voice Mm -hmm. was a little different when it was outside of the script yeah Yeah. right and i think like that's just i mean first off that's just really great acting and a really great like creative note um but i think yeah it's just it's clear that that was something she wasn't aware of um which then starts to beg the question of what really happened with vision or does vision not count because he wasn't fully human yeah we should probably talk about that too so you get to see in this episode that uh well first of all paul bettany a while back teased that there was supposed to be a after endgame there was supposed to be a scene that had him or that had vision's body um being recovered by wanda in, in a fat in a uh, shield or sword compound something along those lines um and that they had to cut it because it didn't really fit the tone of the movie in the way they wanted it to end so are obviously utilizing all of that footage for this and that idea mm-hmm. for this but you see him like spread out in pieces all over this lab um and she goes in and fucks shit up and uh brings him out and apparently starts this thing and that pretty much confirms that it's like corpse vision right i mean like well no i don't think it confirms that unless she like because in order well, to bring we don't something know if back- it's puppet vision or like if he's still technically dead and she's puppeting him or if she resurrected him right because she may need the actual body in some capacity to do it or at least she thinks that she needs it right to bring them back like with the dog maybe she thinks she would need physically the dog's body i don't you know what i mean so i still think vision's alive i think it's a bit of a stretch still to think that he's i hope he's not a puppeted corpse that's freaking nasty man it is especially with her kissing him and stuff and Mm. having sex with him yeah he just gets weirder and weirder and i i don't know i think that there i think there's still like a marvel line and i think that goes a little 
maybe a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. The dark implications of the show definitely doesn't seem like it's Disney friendly. No, no, that's. But I don't think kids would pick up on a lot of the really dark stuff if they watched it. To be fair, so yeah, not without a lot of questions. That's for sure. They would have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that scene's also straight out of the comics when Vision first dies. House of M, right? Isn't that? Uh, the... No, when Vision dies in like the eighties. Oh, really? Yeah. I know I saw a panel of it for it, but I couldn't remember what it was from. But it definitely yeah. looked almost, I think we're going to get another shot that looks even closer to that, honestly, from like her mm-hmm. per- perspective, not like the security cam to kind of give more info. So let's talk a bit about what director Hayward said. He, uh, so Vision had a living will that said that he wanted to be dismembered so he would never be anybody's weapon. Um, and that, Wanda, by taking the body, breaks not just the Sokovia Accords, but also uh, Vision's own wants and needs. Um, And I know they address this in the beginning that director Hayward's a dick. He's the villain, or a villain in the show, for sure. It's pretty much confirmed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys hold any credence to the feel that, like, he's Mephisto? it doesn't work like that that feels like the kind of twist that you write in at the end to be like ah we got you but there's like no real basis for in the material you know but then also you're getting another hydra in shield thing where it's like okay cool then another government organization (laughs) filtrated by a outside force that's controlling it yeah that would be really lame and like I, so I don't I don't believe that, but I'll tell you, like at this particular point, like I dislike him the most of anybody else. Yeah, he's on a the huge show. dick. He's a huge dick, and but I he, don't I don't believe for a second that Sword was just following through with Vision's will. I think that's a load of crap. I think it absolutely <laughs> is a huge guilt trip. Well, hundred percent. They, they bring it up in like episode two or whenever, or was maybe it was four. I don't know when Monica's first getting in. It must have been four when Monica's first going into the lab, and he's talking about like creating sentient weapons, mm-hmm. uh, and she's talking about observation, which is the next word. Um, I'm pretty sure that they were dissecting Vision to turn him in or to use his technology or turn him into a sentient weapon, one way or the other. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and so that's pretty clearly what's going on with them and he's so he's definitely even if he's not like a major villain of this series he is definitely like a piece of shit that yep. is doing th- yeah. things dirty for sure he's not a super villain but he's a bad guy right for right. sure so, this may be something just completely stupid in my opinion but it is my preference i want somebody with a magnanimous dark presence on screen to play Mephisto. What if it's the uh, guy from the Ghost Rider movie? Yeah. Well, no, he passed away. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like he set a great standard for how I think Mephisto should be. Uh, Peter Stormare for, from uh, Constantine. Oh, yeah. He, he was been, a great Lucifer. Too. Like, if you're going to cast the devil i need them to be imposing i can't just have them be straight man white guy that is interchangeable you know there are so many of those actors that's 
anyone behind him could probably play that role just as well as he does. So yeah, well, we haven't seen Ralph yet, and I'm still of I'm still on the Ralph camp. So that he's Mephisto, whoever that ends up being. I like the idea that Ralph is Mephisto. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's fine. I I, I still think that there's somewhere we're gonna have to figure out who the missing person was. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, it was the missing person Wanda. Like I, I don't know. That was that was a. It could have been a throwaway line, but that seems like a big thing since that's the, what the whole series is based on. Jimmy Woo mm-hmm. going to go find this missing person and then Monica Rambo going to help and fly drones because nobody else can do that. But at this point, Jimmy's really the only one who cares about that. Right? right. Like it's moved on. It's moved on from that. I think Sword just used that opportunity to take mm-hmm. control of the situation. Also, why is the FBI still there if Sword is a thing? Like, you know, like you mean in this like as an organization or physically at Westville? No, why is why is Wu still there? Because he's an FBI agent, not a sword agent, and he's like the only one that we see. So I assume because the case is still open. Okay, but I mean, I would think Sword as a like international like Avengers level organization would override a FBI agent. Well, yeah. to be fair, we don't know the jurisdiction between Sword and an a. A, a country's organizations within its own government on its own soil, like its sovereignty. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the FBI theoretically would have jurisdiction on their own soil. So maybe they're not allowed to kick him off or they just don't care. Cause he's not really doing anything. That's true. <laughs> he's just kind of doing stuff in the background, trying to figure things out. Well, he's there to like help carry on the conversation, but he's clearly like, he's not the expert here. No, he's the good guy. One of like very few good guys there. Right. Um, so yeah, there's three, there's three good guys. Right. And two of them know stuff that, that is useful. And then he's trying to like, kind of continue the conversation along. Yeah. Also this episode just reinforced how great, uh, Monica Rambo is. Oh yeah. Without she, a doubt. I, she is so charismatic and like, yeah, I could. I would watch a show with just her. Tayana. Uh, She's great. Tay, I I do not know how to say her name. I will look it up before next one. But she is a absolute fantastic addition. She said the word photon in this episode. And she's just such a likable character. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just kind of root for her. And she pulled the Peggy Carter in this episode. Mm-hmm. And you guys know that I like Agent Carter. So you having do. that kind of homage to uh, to that character was really cool. I think the three of them will bounce off each other well too. So I would also yes. like, I think that they've got really solid chemistry. And so a continuation of their relationship investigating things, I think would be a positive part of the universe. Um, but like this, this, their part of the episode also helps reinforce to the audience what abilities Wanda really has. Because one of the key pieces we see is Monica's clothing that she was wearing when she was expelled from Westview. And the clothing didn't revert back. Because until now, everyone has believed that this is just an illusion. Mm -hmm. And I guess in some definition of the term, you could still call it that. But she is straight up manipulating matter and changing reality permanently. Because those clothes were her original sword, Kevlar-based clothing that's now like 70s casual wear right but it's still bulletproof and that's huge because that that's something that hadn't really been confirmed yet well it had been confirmed that stuff doesn't change when it leaves the bubble 
in episode three when she gets pushed out and her clothes are the clothes are still on her. You see the clothes still on her when she comes out. Well, and it hasn't the, changed. The audience gets to see that, but the characters don't. Like we don't. That's like, true, right? It's like this is the show acknowledging that for yeah. the first time that that like, also, actually matters, and it's not that like she was just wearing clothes. She definitely has powers now because <laughs> when they did that, when they did that scan, and it's like all light. It's like, okay, she's oh yeah, she's that brain scan looks yeah. very similar to her uh, 1980s outfit. So, yeah. what do you think? gives her the powers i mean it's either like the entering and leaving of the thing or the interaction with wanda's uh you know chaos magic something in there i mean there's some sort of chain reaction somewhere uh, whatever causes mutants if, if if the if the theories are correct and this is where mutants come from the marvel universe that's it's got to be it's something with wanda you know her chaos magic or like whatever this bubble is which is probably part of her chaos magic i mean i don't well, Monica's not a mutant. Is she not? Not in this. Not not well, yet. I'm saying I'm saying have, from that yeah, in the comics, right? Was she uh, a mutant in the saying. comics? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So why didn't Fox own her? Because they didn't use her first. Weird. Okay. Okay. Never mind. So I'm, I'm I feel like this is whatever causes mutants to come into the MCU is probably whatever this, whatever caused this. And, you know, it's just going to be a broader scale mm -hmm. or maybe it was something when the snaps happened uh, that, that, that she's had the powers the whole time. Cause they didn't do any scans that they showed her anything before she went back to work and did all that stuff. So it could have just been one of the snaps and it's not actually Wanda at all that causes mutants or mutations or whatever. Yeah very very interesting um how do you guys feel or what do you speculate that the kind of shade she's throwing carol danvers way she does seem really pissed about it and like if she was still a kid i'd buy into that because like you know this like adult parent parental figure that you looked up to just kind of vanishes but is that what she's mad about is that not what she's mad about? I don't think so. No, there's no confirmation of what she is or isn't mad about. I assumed it was her absence. Her just basically disappearing for decades. I mean, it could be. It also could be like, uh, I, I got kind of a Watchmen vibe. Like, you know how they were blaming Dr. Manhattan for giving people cancer. And then her mom died of cancer um, while she was in the in the snap verse <laughs> whatever whatever happened there um i don't know maybe that's a stretch but well no because her mom had cancer before the snap that's why she was in a hospital right i'm not saying the snap yeah. gave her cancer right. okay, i'm sorry. saying that that you know she died from cancer while she was that's in the snap verse. um that's so maybe that she associates since captain marvel was like in and out of space and maybe gave her mom the ability to go into space somehow or something. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but like sword, which like she, you know, we're told kind of her mother built the place and she grew up in sword kind of only exists really because of captain Marvel. Right. And maybe sword is what gave, she got the cancer from, from traveling to space, like in the early days or whatever. But then why be a part of that organization? Well, they didn't know, obviously. I mean, why, it, her, like, why better. Would, why would she, well, she probably blames Captain Marvel for, I don't know. It's, it's a theory. We don't have any idea. We could go back and forth about this all night, but it's, it, that was just the idea I had something along those lines. Cause they made a point to talk about the cancer. 
um you know it was it was they don't usually throw in that kind of thing as such a big deal if it's not going to be important later so i assumed I, it had something related to that i figured it was one of two things just like her total absence from her life like never coming back or being completely unaware and not around um for her mom specifically when she did have cancer and you know she just yeah not there being there for her mom exactly so it's either not being there for her or not being there for her mom (laughs) like that's what i figured but fair enough I assume that's something we'll get into. Maybe not even this series, but like. Oh, they'll have to. They, uh, I'd be disappointed if they didn't touch back on that. They have to touch back on that. There's well, no I agree. I just mean like it. Any personal relationship issues can take you know multiple projects to deal it's with. True. So, I mean, that would make more sense for them to just like drop the thing now and then you know. I'd just be disappointed because you can't just give me a little breadcrumb like that and expect right. me to, to not want to eat. You know? So that conversation also tells us one thing that whatever, uh, that a decent chunk of what happened with Thanos is all uh, on the record, public record. Public cause, knowledge. Yeah. Cause Darcy wouldn't have that knowledge. Um, if yeah, it's it a little weird. Like was there somebody government. videotaping all this stuff with Thanos, like just like off to the side, like the video camera Avenger. I mean, I assume that like Iron Man tech, you know, captured the whole thing. That's kind of a good point. Sure, but I, I mean, I don't know. It was not, Iron not Man literally... like looking at him the whole time? The while, uh, I mean, you would only, I mean, unless he has like floating drones yeah. recording uh, every. I mean, come on, you might satellites Tony Stark must have. I know, it just seems a little convenient. Like, you just happen to see Wanda, like, getting ready to kill Thanos before Captain Marvel's barrage or whatever. I, I too, want to know. I really don't care how they explain it away. It could just be a one-off line, like some of this stuff is. But I, I want an explanation as to what's going on or how the rest of the world found out exact details. It's like in Spaceballs. They just watched the movie in the movie. Uh, well, that's kind of what it seems like at this point, which is what what's bothering me a little bit. Like, I get it. it there's probably you're probably right. They're, they could just say Stark's drones caught everything or something. And because well, you've got fine, but you've got three people in Iron Man suits and you've got Spider-Man using an Iron Man suit at a minimum. OK, well, a lot of people have Stark tech. It's like, are these like uh, the chest cameras that police officers are wearing, where it's just just for the safety of the person? It's like the ear. It, they record. Everything? It's like the earpieces that Captain had in the first Avengers movie. They all had cameras, you know. Mm. They didn't have any effing earpieces. That's that's the joke. Yes, because he um, he kept putting his hand up to his ear, and there was nothing there. That was the joke. Yeah. Joke. They were like, "Don't worry, Chris. We'll we'll put it in in post." In post, yeah, we got you. And they're like, "Nothing's here, guys." Okay, so let's talk about the commercial this time. Let's talk about it. The Lagos paper towels for when you make a mess you didn't intend. <laughs> so dark. It's just so dark. Literally, like <laughs> I mean, blood dripping on stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it, it is really interesting because clearly that's, at least to me, it seems like the commercials are her subconscious trying yeah, to we, break through, that. right? 
And so like this one, like, is just sad. It's just really sad because I had to, I had to look up Lagos, if I'm being honest, because I couldn't remember what that was about. Like, I remember that scene happening, but I don't remember it taking place specifically in Lagos. So anyway, I had to, I had to look that up. So if you had to look that up too, listener, don't feel like an idiot. I've seen all the movies. I had forgotten that what the Lagos was a reference to. So they did say it earlier in the episode. Did they? Yeah. When they're talking about her being a terrorist. Oh, yeah. OK, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So they did kind of like prime everybody for that, which I thought was a nice little thing because it had been a while. Right. And so that that little primer was nice. Yeah. So uh, Twitter pointed out that so far the four commercials also could easily represent uh, the Infinity Stones. Is you have the Mind Stone, the little dot on the toaster. You have the watch, which, you know, obviously represents time. The Hydra soap. Um, oh, who said? Mind. I thought that one was mind because it was a mind control soap. Yeah. Anyway, this whole I thing, remember. I just want to remind everybody when they thought that the name of whatever the, the Infinity Stone was spelled out Thanos, like you have the <laughs> Yeah. We had the uh, ether. Yeah, like come on, guys. Like, I, well, there's I, and there's like the paper towel stone. I don't remember that one. <laughs> this show is pretty out there, so I I but, definitely understand the need to like try and figure everything out. But sometimes you just gotta admit that's like right. a little bit of a stretch. It is well, an interesting theory, but on the other hand, and I think this is absolutely correct. Uh, all the commercials refer to past traumas of her. Yes, it's so, like Derek said subconscious. Yeah, trying to cope right. with trauma, and that's mm-hmm. much easier to see, right? The toaster is stark. The you know the missile that she thought was going to kill her and her brother it was the yeah. beeping, yeah, on the little mm-hmm. light, and the uh, you know the the Hydra watch. Well, Hydra's who uh, experimented on them. Oh, the so, yeah, uh, it was Strucker. Uh, Strucker. Strucker watch, yeah, like you know, um, yeah. So yeah, both of them are Hydra. Right. Both of them are, you know, the experimentations that happened to her and her brother, which, you know, would could not have been fun. I can't imagine that that was a positive experience for them, even if it gave them powers in the end. Um, and Lagos, obviously, like that was just like she was mortified in the moment when it happens. She knows that she screwed up and it you know, it helps yeah. solidify the Sokovia Accords. So, you know, yeah, it's a lot of bad stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a great mechanism to try and show that that subconscious mind of hers breaking through in each episode. I think that that's really great. If they end up each representing a stone, I mean, that that's fine, but there's going to be nine of these I'm assuming. Right. So there aren't nine stones. So that's why I just, I don't think that's really going to hold up in the end besides. Like, well, we would... also don't know how long the sitcom. Yeah, that's true. Aspect is going to last that's so very we're, true we're almost an hour in and we haven't even talked about the biggest part of the episode well there's the, two the parts that we haven't talked about um her breaking through after the drone to return it and uh confronting hayward and um i mean jimmy and monica so bef- i want to talk about the drone itself for a second so it's all based on the premise that if you put something into the bubble that is time period appropriate, then it wouldn't need to be changed. And Wanda would let it sneak in. She wouldn't necessarily recognize it right when it hits the border. I don't know how I feel about that. 
because I'm not sure it makes sense, especially because we've seen clips from upcoming episodes that will take place in modern day. Mm -hmm. And so you would think by that point, anybody could just go in there and she wouldn't modify them. Well, we don't know if anybody can't by that time. So, well, that just seems like from her perspective, a really bad idea, given that she will have known about the drone at that point. But the drone not like the drone is such a departure from the rest of the show from a device standpoint, like that's not a device that you would think she would have wanted inside of that bubble. So I don't know that the fact that it was built around the same time follows like this, like she just, she just knows that it's that old. It just seemed like kind of a stretch. Yeah. It didn't bother me that much. Okay. I would have been better with like, well, it's just a drone that cloaks or something that would have made more sense to me. I think it's just, really cool what happens after well it definitely defines uh hayward or whatever his name is as a villain He's loading, a loading the drone with guns to go murder this woman in front of her kids first like, of how dumb is he he just got done talking about how she could stand up to thanos and he thinks he can take her out with a drone missile yeah mm-hmm. like that's also so, just a level of stupidity so this is going to tie into the the cameo but the uh so her walking out and like saying stop fucking with me and i'll leave you guys alone and then having the people all turn their guns on the on hayward that was super reminiscent of x-men when magneto takes all the guns out of the holsters of the police and points the guns at them i love that scene yes Mm -hmm. and there's been rumors of another big cameo like big cameo luke skywalker level cameo not to spoil anything uh <laughs> well Luke that other show appearing in this show would be pretty damn big yeah. too yeah that's true uh but <laughs> at the end of this at the end of the season so um you know that kind of lends some credence that maybe this is a tie-in to that we're going to get ian mckellen at the end as magneto um mm-hmm. i thought anyway that that's a fun teaser because then like when people watch the show later they'll be like oh they show, they kind of hinted at this earlier and we missed it you know mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that that's what that is but that, uh, that would just be so crazy to me because you know if you're they, they've got both two casts of x-men right in the x-men universe and if you were for me if i was going to bring in a magneto i would i would want the younger guy who i could bring back for multiple looks projects like he's the same age as the daughter well, she's not really as, but she's not actually his daughter, though. Is she? Is she not? We don't know. No, in the comics, in she the... is no longer considered his daughter. It was a false. It, you are not the father, Maureen. Sure, but it. we don't know that, that they're going that route. And we I know don't. they mentioned some other parents, but I mean, we know how the Marvel universe works. That could all be, you know, horseshit. We don't know. And, no, and you're right; it's right. a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. But how cool would it be, right? I mean, it would be well, pretty neat. I love Ian McKellen. Logistic problems aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be cool. But then, yeah, there, there was a cameo this episode, which yeah, I don't so think... let's talk about it. I don't think was the big cameo, but well, it was wait, no. definitely a big cameo. Ray, was that all you wanted to talk about with the drone scene? Um. Well, I liked that she's a different Wanda. She is not a a happy person she is not a sitcom person in this scene she busts through she throws the drone at them and she has her sokovian accent back 
Um, and at least a little bit. Maybe yeah, it's the first movie, but it's definitely there. Yeah, and she's wearing her costume. So like this kind of leads me to lean more towards the split personality uh, disorder or the dormant uh, side. Like even she's being controlled. She was scary in that scene straight mm-hmm. up. So yeah. And the way they did the special effects on the barrier makes me think that more of her control is going to be uh, used to that. So maybe the barrier won't be as pregnable as it has been. Well, and they show the barrier kind of turning red. Mm -hmm. And as the episode goes on, you start to see, I don't know if you guys, Derek has read one of the colors you can't see. I can't keep track. <laughs> it's not that I can't see it. It just, it, it depends like on the context. Color. Sometimes reds and greens and browns look the same to me. Okay. So in this episode, if you look closely, there's a lot of like red halos on things. Um, like, like they put a filter in post over things to kind of like make subtle red halos. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to get more and more as the series goes on to show like her like mind breaking essentially like as she starts to lose control a little bit more it's going to get more and more red you can you can see it on a lot of the things in the episode so well, it was a black and white feed from the drone and her eyes are still glowing red mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's that i noticed the eyes i did not notice the halos that's interesting yes, they're, they're pretty subtle but i think you're going to start uh-huh. to pick up on them more throughout as the series goes and she starts losing more and more control you can kind of see especially when the surprise cameo at the end happens there's a mirror behind wanda and you can kind of see the red around the hand of the person in the cameo um yeah. but there's some other scenes where you can see it as well so it's it's definitely a subtle effect but it's going to get stronger i think Red is incredibly important in this show and it has been a huge part. I think it's going to continue to be a huge part. I I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, So her confrontation with Vision is pretty scary to be completely honest. Just um, him basically pleading with her that and her rolling the credits to try mm-hmm. and stop it yeah that he can't remember his life and it, like he sounds so sad and so desperate and so angry all at the same time and she seems both desperate and confused too because like it, it really did come off like she has no idea how it got this far either yeah i don't know how much i believe that she like really doesn't know versus it just kind of steamrolled right it was like you know the snowball going down the hill kind of thing i I believe that she really doesn't know everything i think that she knows and like kind of push it, pushed it to, to, to her subconscious a lot of it so mm-hmm. she's not really conscious of, of herself doing it but uh that she definitely knows that she's controlling a good portion of this but like the cameo i believe that that was not something that she knew was coming i agree um, yeah, i more I meant like my own theory on that i think she knows she created this reality i think she knows she's controlling the people you know but i don't think she knows how the kids are are aging so quickly or 
about the cameo. You know, I don't think she understands 100%, but I think she understands far more than she's willing to admit to Vision. Especially yeah. with the scene at the beginning of the episode with Agnes. Yeah, probably. I think you're probably right on that. She isn't ready to, because she knows that once she confirms it with Vision, that the thing is going to be over. Well, I mean, maybe. Like at the end of the day, Vision can't really stand up to her. You know, we Nobody saw what could walk out. I mean, can he? I mean, they, they divorce in the comics. Right. But I mean, in, but in this reality, the way she's able to control everybody in town, sh- couldn't she just wipe his memory and start again? Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe that. Yeah. I don't, we don't know how all that works. Was right. it her no, that actually don't. brought him? I mean, it could have been Mephisto doing that. You know, we don't, we don't know exactly. We know that she went and got the body. But beyond yeah. that, we don't know the specifics of how he came back to life. So, and we know that she was saying that she, that she can't bring people back to life, that that's something that she, you know, never to do that. And that was a little bit of an awkward scene because in your mind, you think, well, she did this division, but maybe she didn't do that division. Right. So, you know, maybe I also think it might be because vision's not just a a normal human. That's also probably part of it. Yeah. You know? So like she wishes she could bring her brother back. Right. But because he's fully human, she, she can't or it's too late you know i don't i don't because we don't really understand how her powers work you know maybe there's a timetable on it when it's when too much time has passed maybe it's no longer possible maybe let's talk the cameo let's just do it okay so evan peters as quicksilver shows up at the door he is bronx guido Quicksilver and I love it. Cool <laughs> Uncle Quicksilver, like yes. a, like Uncle Jesse from Full House. Yeah, that's exactly he what is that felt like. The weird, wacky sitcom edition character that comes by for a while and then leaves. He's the recurring character. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a, an interesting cameo. Um not one I was really expecting. It was leaked uh a week ago. I did stay away from it so i was not expecting it well we there were rumors it was leaked a little while ago that evan peters was on set right um but i kind of i predicted that he was going to play speed because i thought that would have been a cooler way to handle it and i still stand by that uh that that would have been really cool but um but this was cool too don't get me wrong um but that was raising a lot of questions right we do we Wanda looks confused. She doesn't necessarily recognize him. Darcy flat out says that she recast Pietro. Um, he calls Vision a popsicle. Uh, Vision <laughs> is just as confused. He has no idea who this person is because he only met Quicksilver for like five minutes before he died. It was in battle and this guy looks nothing like him. Right yeah so i'm sure we all have our theories so okay one, one, one at a time one and say theories derek what's your theory on his on on quicksilver if you steal mine i will divorce you then you go first <laughs> it's, oh were you going to steal mine no just you go first i don't just remember what yours chance. is so i don't want to risk that so you go okay. ahead <laughs> i actually think that the boys brought him i think the boys plucked him out of the multiverse and brought him to the doorstep because she didn't say she told him that she had a brother she didn't say that he was dead she said that he was far away and she misses him 
And I think with their weird, uh, undefined powers at the time, that they just kind of willed him into existence. So we'll see. I'm probably wrong. I haven't seen anybody else have this theory yet. It's worth noting that there are some people that think that he was just a citizen in this city and that he got kind of thrown into this role. Um, but cool. the, the alarms in Swords headquarters were going off as if the thing had been breached when mm -hmm. this happened. So that seems unlikely um, to me. But um, I, I hadn't heard that theory, Rachel. So I think that's interesting. I Where's came Derek? up with that on my own. Did you? You steal, yeah. you steal it from the internet? Wow. No. Nope. It's definitely a copy paste of one on the internet. So I, I like the idea that he's another person in town just for the sake of the show itself and the fact that, like, you know, he could be Jimmy Woo's missing person and that sort of thing. But I think that would just be really confusing given that the X Men universe does exist. Right. And I think that would just be a weird note to just be a coincidence that it's the same actor. Right. You know, I think that's and, just, and in the audio descriptions or the subtitles, it says Quicksilver from the X-Men universe or from the Fox universe or Fox X-Men universe, something like that. So they're definitely really? acknowledge. Yeah. So they definitely acknowledge that this is Quicksilver from the Fox movies. Okay. So, so that's very interesting. So I, I also assumed that he was from a different reality, but my thought was that it had more to do with the snap the one of the snaps um i don't know which one right there have but, been three <laughs> um well no there's four those are four because there's the snap at the end of infinity oh, war you're the right the snap to destroy the stones that's the one Hulk's, i was forgetting hulk snap and the, to bring everybody back and then uh iron man's snap to save everybody yeah. So one of those snaps, I'm not going to say which one, because I don't I don't have any idea, might have folded in a couple of realities or at least torn open some of the spacing between them, kind of like in Into the Spider-Verse. I think that's kind of a, a route that they could go in a more live in the live action sense. Like we've talked mm -hmm. about Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and all this multiverse stuff. I think they're kind of doing like a slight parallel to Into the Spider-Verse. So my assumption is he is straight up from the x-men universe and he was pulled in i think he was pulled in by wanda just subconsciously i think because of the powers that she's shown her abilities in this town what she's shown that she's been able to do i think that completely unconscious to herself she is doing a lot of things and this was one of them now whether she's completely controlled his mind or whether he's coming somewhat of his own free will to meet her that I'm not really sure on, but I think it was still her doing. Okay. So mine is kind of along the same veins as, as your guys, but we all have slightly different versions. I know everybody's sick of me saying Mephisto, but I think that it's either that either Mephisto brought him in um, and couldn't bring back the dead uh quicksilver because wanda knows he's dead and that would like break her immediately um so that that's the actual fox they pulled it he pulled it plucked it from the multiverse and brought him in and that's why the alarms and sword were going off because somebody had come in um that wasn't there before or that mephisto is wearing that evan peters look as a skin Aww. not like actually wearing his no skin, no but like, like an that, suit <laughs> 
yeah, like, not like an Edgar suit, but like uh, that he took on that look so that because he knew that Wanda would reject the dead brother and that this is a way to still have it be Quicksilver, but not be from this universe and it wouldn't so it wouldn't quite break the illusion That's for her. Sad. But uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't I know. know. I don't have a problem with Mephisto being the one like bringing Pietro in. I think that the rest of that's a little weird because I don't know that that like just a completely different version of him would make her any less susceptible to breaking the illusion. I think that would be jarring too. No, they're both jarring, but seeing your dead brother brought back is probably less jarring than than seeing someone else. I don't know, but she brought back her husband's. We don't know that she brought back her well, husband. So, but so, well, this either is all way, based on the assumption. But either way, she knows that he was dead. She's even uh-huh. had a vision of and it. And right? now he's alive. And right? now he's alive. So why would her brother having that happen be any any worse? You know what? This we don't know enough about the show to say honestly at this point. It's this is we're all we're, we're going to be arguing over things that we don't have any idea about at this point. Um, it's just my theory you know that one of those two things is happening they could probably that likely that they're both wrong likely that we're all wrong and there's something else going on i mean it's it's tough at this point but the the nerd side of me wants it to be the actual fox x-men quicksilver because yeah. that's the coolest like from our perspective because that brings it that opens up a lot of multiverse options for the for the future of the franchises but um i have a feeling that that's not it I, because that would be too easy too simple of a way to bring the x-men and in, into the universe when does um when does dark phoenix take place the movie what what decade does that movie take place in the 2000s yeah or the okay. 90s i can't remember it's one no. i'm trying to figure oh, out wait. when i'm dark trying to understand yeah the 90s sorry i was thinking x-men 2 sorry i'm trying well x-men 3 you mean no like the for dark was, phoenix yeah i was thinking the the second one where she dies and gets the phoenix powers oh well I, anyway i was trying to figure out Leah, you know, when 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 was this before mcavoy becomes patrick stewart right and fastbender yes. becomes ian mccallum because like for evan it's peters like 12 years or something like that so evan peters is just still evan peters there's not an older version of quicksilver or something he still looks like him well i mean i think they went for the 90s version because they're taking this show is taking place in the 90s this was the Quicksilver that has they've been he's been Quicksilver in the 80s too, right? He was in uh the second X-Men movie. So Right. But I mean like if they're mer- if, and if the third if he's actually from the X-Men 20th Century Fox universe, are all of the ones that we all of those characters that we've seen there? Because that gets we, a little confusing. We have discussed multiple times that the ages are ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous yes we don't and yeah well i'm not rehashing it's more of a question of if we got to see more characters come over which actors would they be is more of my question we don't know that's yeah. that's the answer i'm really hoping that not a lot of them do no i think i think that if anything if this is the fox quicksilver that they are just doing this as like a well they're also in the multiverse not as hey we're gonna bring all of them over to this this particular you know planet mm-hmm. or, or universe because that i don't i liked those actors some of them were better than others i don't need to see them again in this universe i'd like to get new all on all these characters and just start fresh quicksilver fine but i, I don't want him to go any further than that 
when it does box him in with characters like Wolverine, where Hugh Jackman has said that he's done. And right. once he's, I mean, once he did Logan, I don't know why he would bother ever doing it again, mm-hmm. you know, other than maybe for a joke in a Deadpool movie. Right. And that would yeah. be a cameo at best. Right. right. I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I was just curious. It's all time. Yeah. Now there was a cool theory that I really like that I think would be really clever. I saw this, actually on TikTok of all places. But there's a theory that what they're gonna do is say that Wanda accidentally created the 20th Century Fox X-Men universe. And that's why there's so many inconsistencies with it because it was accidentally created by her abilities rather it's than- It's just her. Wanda's fever dream. It's right not actually- it. Exactly. And I thought that was really kind of a, a clever idea to include it in the multiverse while also excusing away the, the two casts and all the timeline problems and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So that's, that's some headcanon that I like. I like that as headcanon, but I think that that's like doing the days of future past. You don't, why do we need to make something to retcon something out? You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> let it be. If that's a fan theory, that's great. I do like that, but we don't need that confirmation. And then we <laughs> keep on moving. We don't need a days of future past episode of WandaVision to, to make the X-Men movies make sense. Days of future past two. Yeah, exactly. Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else? from this episode that we didn't touch on that you would like to no join us next week and oh vision babies they were horrifying (laughs) i never want to see young vision ever again in my entire (laughs) it was really weird uh he was constantly put next to animals like he's an inanimate object or like the stuffed animals or like he's less than human kind of thing i didn't catch that Mm -hmm. I just thought that he was horrifying and I never want to see it again. The yeah, toddler one was the weirdest yes, for me. So yeah, that one was really If they weird. released a doll of it, I would buy it just like because I have to have it. It's the most scary thing ever. 3D print it, man. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't, I, I do, but I don't want to. Uh, so yeah. If I did, I would send it to you guys. It would Thank go you. Go in your bedroom. Yeah, I, it would. Um, I would like carve out the eyes and. Oh, there uh, you go. oh my like god! <laughs> oh my god! What is now, happening? I, I would put lights in him. Like God, oh. it wouldn't just be like carved out Dead eyes. It's like Jesus, Jesus Christ! You guys need to let me finish a sentence once in a while. <laughs> you you didn't say like you could have said like you're gonna replace his eyes with lights. Instead, you're like, I'm gonna yeah, carve, carve out, his out eyes. with spoons. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, on just a personal like positive like score moment i uh i recognize the intro as being a uh, reference to family ties and i was really proud of myself for that since i haven't seen family ties in well, at least 20 years gro- growing pains mm-hmm. uh, full house and family ties all in that intro yeah yeah family the, ties the was the painting yeah. right. growing pains was the uh young photos the aging up and everything mm-hmm. and then the shots in the park were specifically of them running up towards the yeah. camera and stuff yeah that mm-hmm. was all full house it's very mm-hmm. cute yeah the throwing of the frisbee it's very full house <laughs> i didn't know this but uh once mary kate and ashley turned down the role of michelle in fuller house uh they asked elizabeth to do it really i didn't know yeah. that i didn't i just found that out the I mean, other she day. clearly said no she did she was not a fan of that yeah that's weird but she did think it was funny she was like thanks but no thanks <laughs> right they handled it really weirdly on the show actually but it was awkward yeah yeah 
All right. Well, next week we'll we'll be talking WandaVision episode six and whatever news comes up between now and then. We, of course, are Screen Heroes. You can find us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter or heroespodcasts.com. And you can subscribe to our show on any number of podcast apps like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, you name it. And that is us. You can join us live Tuesday nights on Facebook on the Heroes Podcast Network page. Chat with us during the show. It's kind of quiet tonight. Maybe next week we can have a little more conversation going. Or you can join our Facebook group, the Screen Heroes Podcast Forum, and talk movies, memes, polls, and more with us. Ray, where can people find you? I am at Siren Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ryan, where can people find you? At Buster Props on something. And I'm at the Star Trek dude. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.